Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode five of NY Fly Zone. I'm Brendan. I'm Jared. And we got lots to talk about today, starting with what the Jets should do with the second overall pick. Has the Patriots era come to an end in New England? Giants playoff chances? Haskin released from the Washington football team? And more. And yeah, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Almost 2021. Hopefully a better year for all of us. You know, this past year we had sports. We didn't think that would happen at some points in our life, but glad to see NFL playoffs coming up soon, NBA starting up. So a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So starting off with the New York Jets, you know, as we all know, we have, it's confirmed. You can kiss the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes away uh, and we're gonna have to figure out what our next move is going forward now I think we have four options and those four options is you take Penny Sewell right the left tackle or the versatile guard from Oregon Oregon and you plug him into this offensive line now that would leave you with Makai Becton right who is arguably a top three offensive player from the 2020 NFL draft. He's been very dominant. Um, you know, the way that you see him on the field, having no problem going up against Aaron Donald. He, uh, he struggled in his last game a little bit against Miles Garrett, giving up a sack. But, you know, these are just rookie, you know, mistakes with footwork and sliding that can all be perfected. But overall, his first year has looked very good with the green and white. So, Penny Sewell, you know, that means that you would stick with Sam Donald. You would allow Sam Darnold to prove himself under a more competent head coach and see what you can do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Jets, you know, inexplicably, surprisingly, won two games in a row, being the uh, first, the Rams, and then the Browns. Meanwhile, the Brands were understaffed. They had that option of having a good left tackle, you know, with, as you said, the other guys around there. It would be good for Sam Darnold. You know, he could maybe improve that way, be more comfortable in the pocket. But they could also trade back and get more assets. Or they could still draft a QB, like, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. So, you know, they'll have to do some, like, digging. They'll probably, you know, you predicted before how Gates will be fired Black Monday after the Patriots game. So they'll probably get a head coach first and see what he wants to do with the direction of the team. There has also been – breaking news in the NY area. It has been confirmed that the New York Jets will part ways with Adam Gase per uh, New York Jets beat writers and insiders. So that, Jets fans, it's, we're going to be alleviated from that pressure. We will start new. Adam Gase will not be our head coach in 2021. So that gives us some hope. I mean, I would be really and, hopeful if I was a Jets fan too. Um you know, we thought we talked about the Adam Gase effect, how maybe they would tank on purpose for them. But, you know, that didn't work out. The Jets players, you know, seemed to overcome Adam Gase. They could have, you know, honestly won three games this year, even four. So that could be promising. But, you know, Adam Gase is not the one for this team going forward, just in general. So, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, we could have beat the Raiders. I mean, we should have beat the Raiders. We could have beat the Patriots, you know, on primetime, Thursday night football. Uh, it was just, you know, Nick Folk at the last minute field goal. We were hanging in the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we could have beat the Bills early on in the season too. I mean, it's just, it's just the way that the cookie crumbled in this situation. But um, ultimately, I think that the way that – because this is a big decision that um, Jets general manager Joe Douglas is going to have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Sam Darnold is playing for his life. And the way that I ultimately look at it is it's tough. But you have to remember that this is Joe Douglas's job too. Just like how Sam Darnold is trying to fight for his life and fight for his career, so Joe Douglas has Joe to do the same shit. thing. Yep. Because right. here's the thing. Imagine if the Jets decide to stay with Sam Darnold, right? A quarterback that has regressed. He has not gotten better. I mean, look at Josh Allen. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at Baker Mayfield. They have all Their stock is all risen. They've mm-hmm. all gone up. Sam Darnold has plateaued. And you can sit around and you can argue that it's the Adam Gase. It's, it's, you know, we didn't surround him with talent. Look at his wide receiving core. You know, his, one of his best receivers is Braxton Berrios. You know, and his mm-hmm. slot corner is Jamison Crowder and their defense. And you know, Greg Williams being fired. And um, you know, CJ Mosley opting out. The whole issue, you can argue it all you want. But at the end of the day, I have seen tape from Sam Darnold, and I don't know if I feel comfortable. And I don't know if just general manager Joe Douglas feels comfortable investing his job going with him forward. Because what happens if we take Penny Sewell, right? Yeah. And then, you know, we get Allen Robinson in free agency. We, you know, we draft heavy in the offensive, uh, you know, draft later, later on forward. You know, we go offensively. And Sam Darnold still isn't performing correctly, right? Like this would mm-hmm. then be his third coach in four years, his third offensive system in four years. And then what's going to happen there? Joe Douglas is going to get fired. So yeah, I think that um, I think that the right move, as hard as it is for me to say, and as easy as I would love to build that line, and you know build you know build around Darnold and not give up just yet, I think that the move that Douglas is inevitably going to make is eventually drafting a quarterback and he's going to go that route. And honestly, my heart kind of leans that way. Um, And, but I do want to say that I think that the ultimate choice, like the decision, the the decision factor is going to come from who our next head coach is. Who knows? Maybe our next head coach was very high on Sam Darnold in the 2018 NFL draft and he wants to proceed with him. Um, And who knows? Maybe the head coach wants to start over new coach, new new gm and new quarterback mm-hmm. so jared what do you think about that that's a good point you know you being a jets fan you have to come to terms with that you probably have more of a opinion or feeling and but i have to agree with you looking from the outside you know i've seen reports that you know both fields and jack and zach wilson are better prospects than darnold was coming out they're saying how fields was better than darnold ever was in college so that could be a boost and overall Sam Darnold, I think his time is up. As you said, he's regressed. Even though they won against the Browns, he only had a 50% completions. Jameson Crowder got a touchdown for him too. So it's not like he threw that one. And overall, like, they can't even trade back in the draft, I don't think. Because right now, like, for a team looking for a quarterback, the teams below them, the, the Dolphins, Falcons, Bengals, Eagles, they all have a quarterback situation Tua with Dolphins Matt Ryan with Falcons Joe Burrow with the Bengals and Jalen Hurts presumably with the Eagles so the seventh seventh pick in the draft right now is the Lions and 
you know, Matthew Stafford, he's with them right now, but we could see with that. So I don't really see them trading back unless it was a like a really good team who needed a quarterback, which I don't see. Maybe the Denver wants to trade back and then pretend, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to agree with you. I definitely do think that the hype behind Justin Fields and Zach Wilson is transcending. However, I would like to say that Justin Fields' stock has regressed a little bit. I would say right now that Zach Wilson is the second quarterback off the board. That's simply just because of his mobility and his arm strength. People are now putting his arm strength in the same conversation. I wouldn't say the same, but it's it's almost there. It's 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 pretty much as close as it can get as, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, an Aaron Rodgers, a Josh Allen, and a Justin Herbert. This kid, 6'3", BYU prospect, you know, coming from a small school, putting put some respect on his name. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can kill you with his legs. He can throw it 60 yards deep. And you know what? This is why us Jets fans, right? This is why it's not the end of the world. Of course, Trevor Lawrence would be the answer. Of course, that's what we all wanted. But you know what? Kiss that goodbye. We're moving forward. We're going to figure things out elsewhere. And ultimately, I mean, let's look at, you know, drafts in previous drafts. Let's look at how that unfolded. Throwback to when Mitch Trubisky was once the first quarterback off the board before Deshaun Watson, before Patrick Mahomes, right? Throwback to that. We could get a diamond in the rough here. We really could. And I don't know if Joe Douglas is high on Zach Wilson. I mean, I would presume that that would be his number one guy if he were to take a quarterback off the board, given the attributes and the things that I've said. Also, remind you that Justin Fields' stock has dropped. I mean, him playing um, in the Big Ten, you know, like championship game, like he wasn't making good decisions with the football. So we will see how he plays against Trevor Lawrence in the, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, a, as the Buckeyes go up against Clemson, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, like look at these drafts. Look at how the first pick isn't always the best, you know, quarterback in the draft. I mean, you want to go Same back to... Same thing with like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. They're like the f- number one, number two picks a couple of years ago. Wentz is now a bench warmer and Jared Goff lost to an 0-13 Jets. So it could be, you know, it doesn't matter what pick it is as long as you're your guy. 110%. And, or even, you know, look at the Alex Smith first overall and then Aaron Rodgers is sitting way back from, uh, you know, yeah. from, from Cal Berkeley and, and he gets taken in the mid twenties and he's a hall of famer. So, you know, it's like, we can't give up on this team just yet. We have a lot of options, you know, you know, Douglas, if he doesn't feel like his quarterbacks there, then you know what? It's okay. You know, trade back, get some more assets for the future. Or if, you know, I know that Joe Douglas is an offensive minded guy. He played offense, you know, during his football career. Um, You know, he loves the line. He thinks that, you know, winning game is in the trenches and who knows, maybe he loves Penny Sewell, but th- there's a lot of options that the New York Jets can do, and it's not over. You know, it's not over yet. You know, th- we still want to see how Zach Wilson performs in his pro day. We still want to see how he interacts with the media. We still want to see how he is in the combine. There's so much mm-hmm. left that, you know, these variables, these underlying variables that, you know, we could, we still have to uncover. I have a question for you. So, not to be, you know, rude. But the Jets, you know, aren't the best team right now in the AFC East. The Bills are transcending. The Dolphins have a good future. And the Patriots are still there. Now, do you consider not taking a quarterback right now, if it's not your guy, like 100%, and taking, like, Penace will say, well, 
just because you know it's going to be hard to win that division anyway. And you'd rather build up assets for like in like four years to like get your guy or like two or three years to get your guy to compete again. Yeah, I don't think um, general managing and like ownership should approach this rebuild in that manner. I mean, obviously starting a rebuild is going to be from the ground up. Like the New York Jets have reached rock bottom. We shouldn't think that, you know, next year we're going to turn it all around. It, you have to do the right steps in the right order. You have to build it the right way. So ultimately, this question goes down to, is Sam Darnold our guy? It goes down to whether or not if Joe Douglas is worth, if he's, you know, if he's willing to take that risk of his job to invest it in Sam Darnold, or if their head coach is pro Sam Darnold. You know, these are variables that I can't control. These are things that I can't control. But I think that if, even though that drafting a quarterback at two, or even a tradeback scenario, and then drafting a quarterback later on, um, given that, I think that if that is the right move in, in our, you know, front office, then that's what you have to do. I mean, it doesn't matter if, you know, now Zach Wilson doesn't have the materials around him. Like, yeah, I understand that we may have a better, a more offensive heavy team if we have Sam Darnold and Penny Sewell there or, but I think that at the end of the day, we need to get our guy. And if Sam Darnold is not our guy, a quarterback who, you know, if you look at his statistics, you know, he, he has, he has dropped significantly. And like, I'm worried about Sam Darnold because our franchise, what we call, what we once called our franchise quarterback or what we once hoped to be our franchise quarterback. When he throws for two touchdowns, no interceptions and 175 yards, we're applauding him. That's applauding that's, that, yeah. that's not good. Not that's that not good in the NFL and that's not going to cut it. So I have, I'm raising my eyebrow on Darnold. I think a bad scenario would be if we invest all of our assets that we've worked hard to trade for via Jamal Adams, you know, for a quarterback that isn't able to do it himself. I mean, look at Mark Sanchez. I don't want a Mark Sanchez situation where we have the best offensive and defensive line in the league and we can't win a Super Bowl because of our quarterback position. I mean, I think we've seen enough of Sam Darnold, honestly. And the only reason why I'd keep him is if our quarterback is not in this draft. Good points, good points. Moving on to another team in the AFC. The big, you know, thing surrounding right now is, is the Patriots. Are, will they continue to be good? I remember we posted on our Instagram and Brandon saying how Cam Newton is not a true starting quarterback. Got a lot of got a lot of insights on that because of the Patriots fans. You know, some I know a Patriots fan myself. You know, they've had their moment, but are they still the top team? Brent, Brendan, what do you think? Do they as have a chance? Right. All right, so I don't think that their future is looking as good as others, especially in the AFC East. I mean, let's take a look at the Bills. They are in the Super Bowl conversation. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs nearly lost to, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. The Bills can dethrone, as we talked about in our previous podcast, I think we all can agree that the Bills can catch them, you know, sleeping a little bit. And mm-hmm. Miami, you know, they're, they're looking, hopefully, I mean, they're in position if all the cards fall to make the playoffs this year. Um, but, I mean, the, even the Jets, they have draft equity in which the Patriots don't. And that's the problem. I mean, as of right now, the Patriots are picking number 15 in the draft. I mean, midway point, you're going to maybe find a cornerback or something. I don't know. Actually, correction, number 14. So number 14. as of right now, they're picking number 14 in the draft. So I don't think that that is high enough to take one of the premier top three quarterbacks, such as a Wilson, such as a Fields, and obviously not Trevor Lawrence. He's going number one to the Jacksonville. But the Pats seem to have lost their identity. 
Like, that's the problem with this New England team. I mean, you see Stidham and you see Cam Newton sitting on the bench, and it reminds you of the Jets carousel. I'm not trying to, you know, but it, it just reminds you of, you know, Tim Tebow sitting on the bench, you know, next to Mark Sanchez. But then, oh, wait, no, Geno Smith. This is the thing. It's hard to find that generational quarterback, that talent, that's paired. It's a once in millennial to have that gift where you hit on your quarterback and you have one of the best, you know, head coaches, if not the best head coach of all time, right there to work with him. That is a once in a blue moon situation that these Patriots fans were privileged to experience. And now they're going through the withdrawals. I mean, you see, I mean, you see Bill Belichick Fury smashing, you know, his phone, phone on the sidelines and yeah. you see, you know, Tom Brady getting ready to lace up and go to the playoffs. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I don't necessarily like there's, I, I understand that, you know, the Patriots have lost some assets due to the COVID. I mean, and Gilmore and his injury, you know, his quad injury, but is Gilmore going to be back next year? I don't think so. So they're losing key parts to this team. Um, I mean, think about it. They got blown out of the, they got blown out against the 49ers, you know, worst team in the NFC West. All right. Mm -hmm. They got blown out against, you know, the Rams, a team in which Adam Gase has beaten (laughs) in the Rams stadium. I got some serious questions for this team going forward. And also look at the game last night in New England, right? A place that is, was almost impossible to go in and beat. I don't care if there's fans or no fans. It used to be impossible to go in and win in New England. All right. It would be headlines the next day if some team did it and they get absolutely violated. Absolutely violated by the Bills. I don't know. It's going to be a catch-up game for Bill Belichick in order to, you know, get that juice, that swagger, that, that you know, that, that mojo that he once had in New England. I don't know. It's not just going to magically happen. It, it needs – you need to hit on a quarterback. And given this draft, I mean, who are they going to get? Kyle Trask? Are they going to make Kyle Trask their next quarterback? And also, Maybe Jared – I mean, we could see that, but – we could see that, but, like, it's just – it's just, I mean, do you think Jared Stenham is the answer? I mean, it's just, it's crazy to watch this go down. No, I mean, I bet if you ask, like, Americans, the first thing they think of when you tell them the New England Patriots, 90% will think of Tom Brady instantly. And he's no longer on that team anymore. So now you have to find, you know, like you said, you have an identity issue. Is Cam Newton the guy you want to ride with heading into the next couple of years? I don't think Bill Belichick wants him, you know. He has, you know, regressed a bit. Can he bounce back? We don't know. You know, I could see the Patriots possibly. Like, I don't know if they – Belichick needs to find this guy first of all, his quarterback. But if he really likes Justin Fields or if he really likes Kyle Wilson, I could see them packaging, you know, Gilmore in a trade. Zach yeah. Wilson. Zach Wilson, my bet. To, um, I could see him packaging Stefan Gilmore in a trade to, like, move up in the draft. Because there are questions about him, like him being like a trade, you know, at some points earlier this season. So if the team wants if the team wants like a star cornerback and they don't necessarily need like a quarterback in the top five, I can see that happening. So it's just crazy. Like you know, obviously every year more records are going to be set, more records are going to be made. The you know, and two thousand eight was the last time the Patriots did not win the AFC East. It's been 12 years since a, a team has done otherwise. And mm-hmm. I believe 25 years for the Bills for, for claiming it. And 
the last time that the Patriots haven't made the playoffs was was the 2008 season. So like that's 12 years of just constant, you know, success. And now the Patriots, a six team, a six game winning team. It's like, and then if you look at Cam Newton's stats, like, I mean, he got benched, right? 50% completion, 34 yards, 34 yards. He played three quarters and he, a running back gets more yards than that. 34 (laughs) yards. Yeah. Not looking good for Newton. You know, the Patriots are probably going to be sit, sitting at the third best team in the division for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean. It's kind I of mean, crazy how they could come from the top to bottom, but that's, you know, sports. Washington Nationals won 2019 World Series. Now they're in the last place in the 2020 season. So it just happens. A lot of factors. Bills are very promising. Dolphins very promising. So the Patriots are going to, I feel like they're going to be it's going to be a while for them until they bounce back to that Patriots dynasty. Yeah, and the, another thing is, is that the league has changed. I mean, it's not necessarily a pocket-passing game. I mean, if you have a great old line, and if you have a quarterback that can sling it, like, you know, then, yeah, you can win some football games. But, like, you need to sometimes escape, you know, be elusive. And, and, and I think that that's playing a toll on Bill Belichick's defense. I mean, like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, Bill Belichick's defense has been underperforming these past couple of weeks. I mean, that's a problem in New England. Um, usually the defense, even, even if you take a look at Tom Brady's last year, I mean, he played average, but up until the postseason, uh, up until he lost to the Titans, he played, he played decent. I said, I would say he did pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, given the last time in the Patriots, uh, uniform, but the defense was playing lights out at one point. They're the best defense in the league, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, obviously not having that, that defense, you know, that, that energy on the defensive side of the ball that Bill Belichick thrives off of. And these two quarterbacks, you know, like. Who is Jared Stidham? Like, who is he? And then, and then Cam Newton, you know, I told you, I said he's not going to finish his career starting. No, it's not happening. So, like, they got a quarterback carousel going on in New England, and this is something that they've never seen before. Yep. You know, it's a good day to be a Jets fan, a Giants fan. In that respect. In that, yeah, respect. in that respect. In that respect. Other than, you know, don't look at the Jets record or players, but in the respect to the Patriots, it's a good I mean, to be a Jets fan. I mean, the Jets are the Jets are playing better football than the Patriots, and it's going to be interesting to see how they are going head to head. I mean, I don't care about. I mean, I do care about our own thirteen start, but look at how look at our energy right now. Look at how look at how we want to win these games. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I think I mean it's going to be interesting seeing this Jets team go up against you know the Patriots. I mean, now that the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes is it's out of the it's out of the question. Um, I will be fully rooting on for my team. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure if the Jets find a way to win this, Bill will be even more furious. Yep. So moving on to my team, the New York Giants. Now, we've been messing up the past couple of weeks. We lost to the Ravens and we lost to the Browns. But somehow, some way, we still have a shot. So for the Giants to make the playoffs, they have to beat the Cowboys, first of all. And Washington has to lose to the Eagles. And you know what? I'm going to say it. The Giants are making the playoffs, baby. Let's go. I have the Giants being the Cowboys. Even though the Cowboys are good. Giants are going to have, they're going to go all out. Joe Judge is going to rally these guys to go all out. You know, make no mistakes. Be aggressive, but be cautiously aggressive. You know, don't try to get too many penalties. You know, the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys this season. That was you know, the game that Dak Prescott got hurt. But the Giants will have a chance 
and the football team hasn't played against Jalen Hurts yet. You know, Hurts has been putting on a show. Um, he lost to uh, Kyler Murray, though. That's about it. And that's a great quarterback in his own right. So I feel like, you know, the football team losing Dwayne Haskins, a lot of like, as we talk about later, they have a lot of distractions going on right now. The Eagles, you know, Hurts wants to play for that starting job next year still. He doesn't want the Eagles to draft another quarterback. And, you know, the Cowboys don't really have anything. The Cowboys come into the division too if they beat the Giants and the football team loses. So it'll be interesting to see. But I have the Giants making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting last week um, in football. I mean, the Eagles are coming off of a two-loss streak to the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys seem to have found their identity, even though that they don't have Dak, you know, especially with, you know, they seem to go out there. I mean, putting up 37 points, seeding Lamb doing his thing. Um, it's 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 a very weird season for Cowboys <laughs> fans. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton... He's filling in his role as a backup. You know, what yeah. can you say? He was, you know, went to the playoffs a lot with the Bengals, even though they never won a playoff game. But it's not like he's some, you know, scrub backup like Colt McCoy. <laughs> so carrying on from what I'm trying to say here, I don't necessarily trust the Eagles. I mean, I know it's the NFL. I know that random things can happen. And I understand that there may be some headlines, some distractions in the Washington football team locker room. But I think that, Ron Rivera has done the right things given that circumstance. We'll talk about that later on. I'm not going to discuss it right now. But since they moved on from him, I don't think – I think that they're just going to be locked in and focused on this last game. I mean, you know, and I think that Washington is going to win this game. They're, they have been overall more consistent than the Giants this year. They have a better – I mean, I, I like the way that the Giants were playing a couple weeks, but I feel like they've kind of lost their grip. Um, not in the last couple, but prior to that. They've kind of lost their grip since – They've had to play against the Ravens and the Browns, so I don't know. It's it's fair. It's fair. But I think Washington's defense has been more consistent, and I think that this team, you know, has been – they've been leading it the, this whole way. I mean, they, I feel like, are ready for this. And if you look at the Giants' schedule playing the Cowboys, you know, a team that has just came off of a good team win, an overall amazing team win against mm-hmm. the Eagles, that's going to be tough. And, you know, this is going to be – a very important game for Daniel Jones. I mean, yes. I mean, this game really <laughs> could help him with his tenure and his career years potential going forward with the Giants franchise. I mean, you know, look at him against the Ravens. I know that I understand the Ravens defense is is very good. You know, 252 yards, that's good. I mean, you want to see the ball being passed around. You want to see, and that's good. I mean, he's always managed to, you know, get the ball out. It's but, just sometimes the ball comes out and goes to the other team. Yeah. No, like he's good at dis- distribution of the football. He's good at giving it to different players. You know, I think he's better than that at Sam than Sam Darnold is. He's good at finding players open. He's He doesn't necessarily miss reads as much. But the turnover thing has been a severe problem. I mean, if he's nine for nine with TDs and interceptions. Overall, QBR of 78.9. I mean, I'm not giving up on Jones just yet, but this game – if the Washington football team loses, the Giants need to win this game. For sure. And, you know, if the Giants come to beat the Cowboys and, you know, Washington wins against the Eagles, then I'll be fine with uh, that. Anyway. I'll be fine with Daniel Jones' performance. I'll be happy with it. As long as the Giants beat the Cowboys, I'll be happy because, like, 
you know, something you could do at that point if the football, if Washington ends up winning anyway. And it is, as you said, a, a huge game for Daniel Jones. You know, I've I've questioned him throughout the season, watching him, some of his decisions. You know, I I know understand he was hurt, like probably against the Ravens, against the Browns a little bit. So we have to see, but the Giants, I have faith in them. Hopefully, hurts does does some hurting to the Washington team, but overall. Dano Jones plays absolute like garbage. They might have to question him going forward. It's a tough game. He's had a shaky uh, season so far with the Giants. Very up and down, very up and down. One day you're like, wow, this guy could definitely be our franchise quarterback. Next day you're like, I missed Eli, you know. Yeah, the turnover is the problem. I mean, you know, not holding on to the ball, sometimes making lousy decisions with the ball. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, like – I. The part that I like about him is um, I think he's an accurate passer. I think that he trusts his instincts and he trusts his instincts quite like remotely pretty well. He has good football um, IQ other than like the turnovers, you know. Yeah, but, like, are, yeah. He, he knows he's, he's, he, I see him at the line, you know, making adjustments and stuff. He has that talent in him. Yeah, and it's putting it all together. It's unfortunate that he doesn't have Saquon there to help him out. But yeah, um, Saquon was there. This could be, you know, a situation where if the Giants, the Giants, ha- the Giants win, they're in instead of the football team wins, they're in. So because those games were in the season that were close to like you know the Rams or other teams that were really close and competitive, and they could have swung the way of the Giants if they had Saquon. And if you look at the two games that uh, Jones played against the Washington football team, or is it one? I think he played two. He played two. Really. All right, well, the one that he played in November 8th, I mean, 212 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, like, he's, he's able to put up yards. He is. And, like, and like that's, that's, that's a good thing, you know. So, so I think he did what he, what he could, given the circumstance. But, you know, going on until the third year, that's when, you start, that's when you're going to start questioning things. Yeah, I mean, even if he loses this game, they're going to stick with him next year. You know, another year with the – Joe Judge would help. Having Saquon back will help. So it's not a make-or-break game for Daniel Jones. It's just a make-or-break game for, like, the fans and their hearts to trust Daniel Jones, basically. For sure. And, you know, if you want to talk about the football team, they just released Dwayne Haskins. We talked about last week how he went to the strip club, got a mask, and, you know, first thing that they did was take his captainship away. And then find money as I predicted. But then they released him. So, you know, you've called him a bust from the beginning, Brendan. I'm glad the Giants didn't draft him now. Instead, took Daniel Jones. So, what's your overall thoughts about Haskins being released? Uh, I think it was the right move by the Washington football team. I mean, we're in a global pandemic. These players, uh, whether if Haskins is, you know, being the starting quarterback or not, he is still a leader. Kids look up to him, they, they role model their lives after him. And it's disappointing to find out that a headline such as this, I mean, think about it, like Washington football team, they're in the midst of a playoff run, like Mm -hmm. a chance to make the playoffs. And you have, you know, your quarterback, not your starting quarterback, but, you know, someone that they were openly giving him an opportunity and he's going out there and he's making stupid juvenile decisions. Um, Now, this is a team effort. Everyone, I'm sure everyone wants to go out and have fun, but given the circumstances, it's not it's not permittable there's rules given by the league um and expectations in which you are 
to follow. And I think that this was ultimately the right decision for the Washington football team, um, given his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And as you've said, Jared, I've been a disbeliever of, um, of Dwayne Haskins ever since his college football years. Um, I'm not going to say that that's because of his, because of like the stereotype against Ohio State quarterbacks. I'm going to, like, even how he had, um, even though I understand that he had the best, uh, he set the records for Ohio State. You know, I see why he was good, but I didn't like his, like, his, st- I didn't like his build. I didn't like what he offered in the pocket. I felt like he wasn't, like, he kind of was just playing this arm, but yet, like, I didn't trust his instincts. I didn't think that he was, had the, you know, the personality to, you know, succeed. And I mean, I remember he wanted, his dream was to be drafted by the Giants and the Giants passed up on him. And he was like, everyone's going to regret that. Like he, like he, he said some lousy things in the beginning. And like, I just didn't, I wasn't a big fan of his personality and I didn't see his true passion and love. And it didn't naturally come out. I saw, I saw, behind the film i saw more than that yes i was you know when i heard about his captainship getting stripped i was like he was a captain like he's been a bench warmer for the better part of the season he's only been with the team for like what three years now not really done much so you know maybe he was a leader in the locker room but like just from like a teammate standpoint like you know i used to play baseball if i was playing during covid and, like, I found out one of my teammates was, like, partying, breaking rules while I was, like, putting in the blood, sweat, the tears at the practice and, like, you know, not having fun and doing it for the team and find out that, like, he was exposed to COVID and, you know, they were going to, like, I had to be quarantined and the rest of the team had to be quarantined and, like, we were, like, down players for, like, a big game coming up. Like, that was a big risk. Like, Haskins could have obviously, like, let's say, been in contact with uh, – but they're their best wide receiver, Terry or uh, Alex Smith, for that matter, you know, that could have drastically impacted the football team's like chances to make the playoffs. I mean, look at Cleveland Browns. They, yep. they get rid of Jarvis Landry. I mean, for the week against the Jets and that could have been an easy win for them and not even Jarvis Landry, their whole receiving core. You had Breaker Mayfield throwing to, you know, for the first time to other practice, you know, squad, practice receivers. squad receivers. Yep. Um, and it, it affects this COVID thing is no joke. It affects the whole roster, it affects the whole energy and um, distrust is in the locker room. It's just what once used to be Dwayne Haskins is like nightmare being, you know, which was being the starter or I'm sorry, not being the starter, being in the shadows of, you know, Alex Smith. Now it's gotten a lot worse. Now he has shattered his reputation across the league. I don't necessarily understand or believe or firmly like have, you know, hope that a team's going to look at him in the long run and want to build around him. I don't think that's happening. I think he's going to be a backup at worst. Um, even prior to this mistake, I feel like he was going to be a backup at worst, but he definitely has ruined his opportunity, you know, and he had an opportunity to once he was once given a chance to, you know, learn behind a veteran Alex Smith and to eventually, you know, get better. And, you know, but unfortunately it's I mean, that's not a, happening. It's a good point. Alex Smith, you know, a true warrior coming back from that injury. And, you know, Ron Rivera said that it benefited both parties if we went their separate ways with Haskins. And, you know, I've said throughout the podcast that Rivera has been a great locker room influence on the football team. That was a great hire. And, you know, I I didn't think Haskins, you know, fit that mold for them. And, you know, he's going to have a tough time finding a team, I think. He'll get another backup role probably 
you know, but I wouldn't say he's better than Jameis Winston, who's the third string quarterback for the Saints. Or I wouldn't say he's better than Cam Newton, who's, you know, like a starter who gets benched a lot for the Patriots. So he's going to find a tough time being a starter in the National Football League again. But we'll see. Do you have any predictions of where he'll go or too soon to say? I think um, I don't think you're going to see a signing this season. I think he's going to take some time off, um, you know, cool down, have some conversations with his agent. Um, Given the global pandemic and the, you know, how serious this kind of stuff is, you know, a lot of lives lost. You know, it's very unfortunate with what happened. I don't think you'll see teams signing him right now. Um, I don't think that they want that 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 emotional shift mm-hmm. um especially like if you can't trust someone and if you know they have personality issues and if they're making poor decisions especially in a time like this i don't think now's the time also given the fact that the teams that aren't in the race to make the playoffs they're kind of hanging things up and you know saying goodbye for the season and then you also have teams that and the teams that are you know hopeful and that are allowed to be in the playoffs and are in the playoff picture I don't think they want that distraction. So I don't think he's going to be coming to uh, a football team anytime soon. All right, good points. So we've talked about the NFC play, NFC's playoff picture, but something to look forward to week 17 is this AFC playoffs. Now we have the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, the Colts, the Titans. These five teams have played really well this season, but unfortunately one of them will not make it. Right now, the Colts are currently on the outside looking in, so they're going to need some help from some teams. Now, the Dolphins play the Bills. We talked about the Bills ascending. They could, with the Steelers sitting uh, Mason Rudolph, the Bills could sit Josh Allen as well, maybe, and see, you know, trust their backup to beat the Dolphins too. Because right now, if the Steelers were to lose, the Steelers win and the Bills win, then the Bills would have the second seed or the Bills lose and the Steelers lose, they'll still have the second seed. So that might be an option for them. And the Ravens play the Bengals. That could be an easy win for the Ravens, especially since they have a lot of momentum in their favor. The Browns, as I said, Mason Rudolph's going to start for the Steelers. That could be an easy win for them, and the rest of the team will come back. The Colts play the Jags, which is good for them because the Jags, you know, obviously one in 14 or whatever. But you know, now that they clinch the first pick, maybe they'll have some fight in them just to, like, prove that they're a good team, try to stay on the team for next year. And the Titans play the Texans. So, Brandon, out of those five options, who doesn't make the playoffs? All right, so ultimately in my uh, AFC playoff scenario breakdown, I have the four teams that I think are going to make it after Week 17 are the Browns, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Dolphins. Uh, I know that the Colts uh, could, you know, win – uh, I think that they probably will win, um, considering that they're playing the Jaguars. Jaguars in full-on tank mode. Uh, they've already accepted the first overall pick. They have nothing really to play for, unless if you know Min- Minshew, if they give the courtesy to Minshew and say, "All right, you know what? Now is your prove-it time to the NFL." So, um, but I don't see it happening. I think that you know the Colts are a playoff team, although they're not going to get it because of how competitive it is. And um, it doesn't even matter. I mean, Colts will beat the Jaguars, but. Ultimately, um, the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills because the Bills are going to rest their players. You know, you need Josh Allen to be safe and out there for the divisional game. Um, and then and then Cleveland is going to beat the Steelers. You know, they already announced that they are benching 
um, you know, Big Ben, Big Ben, and I think that I don't trust Mason R- Rudolph, mm-hmm. and also you know Baker's going to be hungry and upset about that loss, you know, against the yeah. Jets. He's going to be playing for his life, basically. He's be playing for his life. He had a great season, um, and you know, I think that Cleveland's going to beat them. They're going to get the receivers back, and then I have the Ravens being the Bengals. Obviously, the Joe Burrowless Bengals, and you got the Ravens, tough defense, Lamar Jackson, great run game, um, Hollywood Brown. So that's where my predictions. I had the Colts missing the playoffs, and I had the Titans, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Dolphins all make the playoffs. What about you, Dred? No, I must say the Colts have the hardest way in because, you know, right now they're the outside looking in. Even if they win, everyone else could still win and they wouldn't make it. So, honestly, I have to wait and see what the Bills do with Josh Allen. You know, they're fighting for the second seed still with the Steelers. But the Steelers already announced they're benching Mason Rudolph. I mean, they're they're benching Big Ben for Mason Rudolph. So, that might incline the Bills to also bench Josh Allen, making it an easier win for the Dolphins. But I could totally see the Bills going all out, don't want to stop the momentum, you know, get a division rival out of the playoffs maybe. So, I honestly have to say the Dolphins – or my team that that's going to make it, which is unfortunate because I like the Dolphins. But I have to, from right now, without knowing if Josh Allen's going to start or not, the Dolphins won't make the playoffs, in my opinion. And if that's the case, hats off to, you know, Matt Fl- or um, Brian Flores and the Dolphins. No, they're, they're a good team. Like, all these teams are great. Like, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everything unfolds. You know, I would love to see Fitzmagic or Tua in the playoffs. But, you know, if, if the Bills decide to go all out, they would definitely be the Dolphins, in my opinion. And I don't see the Colts losing or the Titans losing. So this playoff thing is very confusing. All the scenarios are crazy. Hopefully your team makes it in. But we'll have to wait till week 17. It'll be entertaining for sure. And that's all, Fleet Nation. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode five we got much more coming for you uh hope uh, thank you guys very much for all of your time effort putting into this brand uh please go out and follow us on instagram and twitter at nyflyzone help us grow and uh we appreciate all the you know the love and support yeah man thank you so much as brandon said you know we're going to 2021 big dreams big hopes big goals for this podcast is just continue to share, continue to interact with us on Instagram. You know, I hope you enjoyed this. Get the popcorn ready for sports this weekend. It's going to be a fun ride. Happy New Year. Peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone. Show up, show up. Back out, pull up, make them roll up, make them roll up, show up, show up, back out, pull up, make them